Saints, and then we're world champions. Okay? Cardinals got the matchup they wanted. They got the Phillies. Hit him. That'll force in a run. The Phillies have come all the way back. Oh. That one's driven deep. There it goes. It seemed crazy then. We're just supposed to be happy to get in. The fans are stunned here in St. Louis. But this is Philadelphia. It's funny, they'll yell profanities at you, and then they'll say, welcome to Philly. Here's the relay to the plate. It's an inside the park. Home run! Field coming on Castellanos, and he got it! And the pitch. Swung along, get crushed! What a moment here at Citizens Bank Park! Philly going down to yellow and brown. That's what Titanic shot into the second deck. When you think we'll go all quietly, swing at a ground ball right side, Segura dives. We bring the most noise. Throws to first, he's got him again! Because this city lifted this team. They have been as much part of the story as the team on the field. And that's how the city is. You know, when they show out for us like that, it makes our team that much better. And now 13 wins is down to four. Now that we've crashed this party, we might as well win the whole damn thing. Two balls, two strikes to Bryce Harper. Suarez delivers. Swing and a drive. Left field. It's deep. It's going. Yes! And it is going. Yes! It is Bedlam in the face. What's up, folks? It is game night. Game three, finally, is getting underway as it is sunny in Philadelphia. Yes, unlike the show, it is sunny in Philly, and it's always sunny in Philly when the Phillies are playing in the postseason. Game three tonight against the Astros, and yes, we already heard about as far as what happened with the glove situation between the spikes. Uh, Apparently, Verlander, I guess, is quitting on his team. Who the heck knows because of his ERA being so massive so far in the postseason with eight starts. But then again, that is Justin Verlander. I wouldn't take it too much to heart for the Astros fans because I'm pretty sure he's going to be signing with the Astros. Or he could decide to finally decide to say, you know what? That's it. It's time to retire. It's time to hang it up. But nevertheless, the game should be underway here about 8.07 p.m. this evening. Then 68 degrees at game time. Sunny skies. I'm pretty sure everybody's getting hammered out there in the parking lot, at the Astro parking lot, and, and we'll see. Hopefully, Fuji will call in if he's not too hammered. Hopefully, you'll end up calling here, but nevertheless, we also have Kevin Minch here on the other side. So with that being said, we will get the show here quickly started. We thank you always for tuning in. We do appreciate everyone. It is Game 3, the Phillies versus the Astros, and welcome to Broad Street South. And with me this evening, if I can get that window transition back over here, with me this evening, it is Kevin Mench. Kevin, first of all, thank you for coming back and for taking time tonight. And uh, we're now facing game three tonight of the World Series. So on the mound, we're going to have Ranger Suarez against McCollins Jr. Both of them have low ERAs. They also both don't have a lot of starts in the postseason. So this should be an interesting matchup because we knew that Yesterday, Noah Syndergaard was supposed to get the start, so I wonder why they switch in between from Syndergaard, other than maybe him warming up from yesterday, over to Ranger Suarez today. 
no idea what they what they were switching over for. I don't know if it's you know they try and play matchups. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how they, uh, you know, how they attack it tonight. I, that place is going to be loud. It's going to be obnoxious, and I'm assuming there's probably some that just slept that stayed in the parking lot and continued to drink from last night. So it it's going to be loud, and you know those those fans are going to let those let the Astros hear it. So and uh, home field advantage, especially you know, in the postseason in a city like Philadelphia is going to be off the chain. That is going to be absolutely ridiculous. And we're talking about it as I was watching before the show came on, uh, looking over at 6ABC. Of course, I am live here from the LG Direct Sales Solution Studios in Tampa, Florida. And uh, I was looking on, on as far as on NBC back home in Philly, and they were saying how some people actually thought about sleeping on a parking lot because you had to think about it. it. I understand like Major League Baseball had to call it. Now, I think they should call it much earlier. You've been in the league for many years, and, and you understand, I guess, the way it works. But you would think that at around 530, they should have called the game because you have not only the preparations at the ballpark, but people coming down to the ballpark, making arrangements, hotels, you name it. But they wait until just about five minutes before the first throw of the pitch of the night to end up calling the game. Is that, I guess, normal, Kevin? And, and again, you probably have more insight than we would. Is it normal for Major League Baseball to take that long to decide to call a game, especially because of this matchup? Once, until the game starts, the actual game is in control of the home team, the grounds crew. Once the game starts, it's in Major League Baseball's hands. So I'm sure the grounds crew had, you know, whatever the radar was coming up. My brother said, I think it started pouring later on last night. So that something, unless something popped up on the radar, I know here in Texas, weather comes out of nowhere. It'll be sunny, and all of a sudden, there'll be a gigantic thunderstorm you wouldn't know about. So maybe they knew something, but they didn't want it to get started because then all of a sudden you start you're losing guys, right? You're you're losing whoever your starting pitcher, regardless of what they how many they throw, they're not going to be able to go out and start again the next night. So you know, it it all comes down to money. That's what it's about, right? They want to make sure that everybody's uh, able to to do it and continue and. I wasn't sure if they were going to just let them play through an off day and then send, you know, have a day game Thursday and have them go right into Friday in Houston if need be. Right. Well, that's what I think everybody was kind of waiting for as well because everybody wanted to see what what exactly was going to end up happening. I, I, it was the the guesstimation of what was going to happen, whether they were going to do the off day because obviously you have the Eagles in Houston on Thursday. Nevertheless, you have the Phillies, of course, here back home, but you had fans that were going to be going to the game on Wednesday for game five and then traveling to Houston for game uh, for the Eagles game and then staying there if the, the series continues for game six. So now all those crazy accommodations have to be rearranged. But again, that's for the, for the folks that didn't know what was going to happen. So now we got game three tonight, game four tomorrow night uh, in Philly, of course. And then Thursday would be game five. Am I right? Today's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. And then Friday, yep. the travel day, and then the weekend series out there in uh, in Houston. So I'm just, I'm dying to see what's going to happen tonight. I, I hope for the bounce back for the Phillies. I know that they spoke to obviously the Astros players after the game on, uh, what was that, Sunday night? And they talked about how much the bounce back game for them was and how much it meant for them, or Saturday night, I should say, how much the bounce back game was for them. And we'll see, because we've heard, again, the whole glove thing with their pitcher. He talked about that he was wide open and says that he would never hide anything, and anything that everybody sees is out in the open. So whether that's a controversy, whether it's not, doesn't matter. All I'm hoping for is this starting lineup gets the job done. And, and Ryan, I don't know if you learned any more new insights today as far as the game, the lineup, or anything else. I'm interested to get um, 
Kevin's take on I'm I'm going to be interested to see how the first two innings go because the Phillies came back in game one, but then they got down in game two and they couldn't recover. So, Kevin, Philadelphia, they can't get off to slow starts the first two innings tonight. If they do and they get behind again, doesn't that start to weigh on your mind a little bit? Like, what's what's going on again? I think a little bit, but if you, you know, as that game progressed, game two the other night, they had opportunities to bring themselves back into it, right? And, and it's, it, you don't want to get behind, especially um, a team like Houston who can put numbers up. It's just a matter of they, you know, you do that, is that going to take the crowd out of it? Because, you know, it's going to be loud from the opening from the opening pitch that they're going to be loud, they're going to be letting the Astros have it. And if Astros can take the crowd out of it, you know, they could, you know, that's to be huge to their advantage because it's, you know, the crowd is, they feed off of it. But you know, like I said, they got behind, but after it was four, run, four, not three, nothing. I mean, whoever was playing shortstop couldn't throw the ball across the field. Um, and I Schmoltz was talking about Wheeler, you know, he doesn't like to throw his curveball early in the counts this and that, but you've got to get away from, from conventional wisdom when it comes to this stuff in the postseason. you've got to figure out because they're looking to ambush everything you can throw a 50 mile an hour curveball up there just to get ahead, get them thinking something else because these guys are, are trained. I mean, they went what three extra base hits in the first four pitches because balls are being left over the middle of the plate. You, you can't allow a team like that, that kind of opportunity right away. And, you know, like I said, they had opportunities going in later into that game, uh, but they couldn't, you just, you, you can't be playing. You can't be chasing runs. It's like anything else. You can't chase points, um, it, especially at this time of year. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And Sean Colrain, our sports contributor, says, uh, what do the Phillies have to do versus McCullers tonight, Kevin? I mean, it seems like they've had better success getting – once they're in that bullpen. I mean, they always talk about how good Houston's bullpen is. That doesn't seem to bother them. It didn't against against San Diego. Right. Right? They get the McCullers. I mean, he's not over – I mean, going to play their game and do what they need. This they, it's, it just don't let you know Sunday or was it was that Sunday or Saturday? Don't let Saturday night kind of dictate how you're going to attack this game tonight. You just you move on from it, right? You're one one. Here you need three more. Do they go out and just start swinging first pitch? No, they've got to be smart, but be aggressive with it. And I think McCullers is a guy to do it because it's it's a matter of the bullpen doesn't matter to them. It's just they just can't be chasing runs right away. No, I agree. And if anyone's tuning in just now, Kevin Mench with us here, former Major League Baseball player with the Texas Rangers on with us. And, uh, well, if you look at it, Kevin, right now, like Lance McCullers, looking at his postseason stats, obviously no wins or losses, but his ERA is at 2.45. Two games, two game saves. And 11 innings pitch. So, again, this is an arm they were supposed to use last night. They're going to bring him on tonight. Obviously, against Ranger Suarez. Suarez, the same thing. A low ERA of 1.86. Uh, 155 innings pitched during a regular season. Not so much in the postseason. But it, it should be, you know, pound for pound, should be a good matchup between McCullers, or McCullers excuse me, and Suarez. And then you take a look at the Phillies lineup between Schwarber, Hoskins, Riomuto. Let me bring that up so that everybody can kind of follow along here. But you have... In the starting lineup, you got Schwarber, Hoskins, Remilto, Harper, Castellanos, or Castellanos, Bohm, Stott, Segura, Marsh, and Suarez. So Stott back in, 
uh, after Sosa being taken out, Bohm being in there. And, and again, I think if you look at it, between the lineup, I don't have a, a problem with the starting lineup because that's what we've seen throughout the entire postseason. I think the energy from the crowd from this particular lineup is going to be what we saw for the clinching game in Game 5 back in Philly. So Phillies right now, truthfully, have the heavy hand because if you look at it, they should, even with the extra day off, if you want to call it rest at this point, but with the extra day off, the Phillies have the entire momentum going in their direction. And that's what I'm hoping for, that the Phillies are able to be able to... Let me bring Kevin back up because I lost him here for a second, but let's see. No, he'll come back up. But the uh, the good thing is, Ryan, as we wait for, for Kevin's uh, camera to come back up here, this here. this crowd... Oh, there you are. This crowd here is going to be electric. We know it. I'm pretty sure Fuji's already fired up. I haven't heard from him. So knowing Fuji, he, he's probably going to go bananas at this game tonight. We know the Philly fans are, are excited as as they should be. The Astros, the last time they won it all was just a short five years ago. For the Phillies, it's been a while. We all know it's been since 2008 when they won in 2009 and when we went back. First time since 2011 being back in the series or being back in a, at least in the playoffs. So this momentum... And these games at home, especially, again, with this crowd, the weather being as good as it could possibly be for the next five days in Philly, this momentum, Ryan, and, and we'll bring, I'm pretty sure Kevin will come back on here uh, momentarily, this crowd has got to carry this team, not only obviously for tonight, tomorrow, and again on Thursday. Yeah, it'll be interesting for me to see, again, like I was saying before, Philly can't let the Astros jump on them early to take the crowd out of it. The place is going to be electric. I mean, it's 12, 13 years um, of pent-up frustration. So they, they, I'm looking for the Phillies to jump on McCullers early. Um, just, just to keep the crowd into it, to keep the enthusiasm at, at, at a high. So I'm just, you know, the top half of the Philadelphia order, I think is going to do some damage. But I'm sort of interested to see how the back back end of the Phillies lineup is gonna is gonna do. I've heard a lot of Chris criticism of Castellanos. Um, I know I know uh, what Schwarber batting leadoff. Um, so it's just you know I said that this series is gonna come down to the starting pitching, and I still feel that way. You know, and the Phillies are fortunate to be tied one-one because they could have easily tanked it in game one, but they didn't. Right. So. Um, again, it's just, I think that they're going to go after McCullers early tonight to keep the crowd into it. I think so as well. And I think the big thing that I talked about as far as before the series started, when we had Kevin on the first time last Thursday was for the Phillies to be able to steal one from Houston, which they did. We also saw this back in 2008 when the Phillies stole one in Tampa before coming home and obviously winning it all. We still got many outs to go before that happens, but I'm hoping that again, with this particular lineup, I mean, we haven't seen much. Segura should be clutch. Who knows? He might come up. And as Sean Corain says, uh, who do you guys see as a player of the game? But before you even get to that, we know that we had, Stott has not been hot. Segura and or Marsh at the bottom half of the lineup. But anything can change with this momentum swing being back in Philadelphia. So I'm hoping, if anything, I mean, it. and again, we, we what we expect is Rimuto, Harper, and Castellanos, even though he's been kind of dry as well during the postseason. Hoskins has, has been coming in at times clutch, but we see one too many times, Ryan, we saw this especially a lot on Sunday. When the Phillies have the issue, the big one being 
chasing balls outside. Now, it's easy from us because we're looking at it from the camera angle. And my producer brought up a great point. Like, how would it be being at, obviously inside the batter's box and seeing that ball come? Now, we saw, what was it, Alvarado that pitched on Saturday night, Sunday night? Saturday night? was Saturday night? With the pitch that he had, and it just looked like it was coming across the plate, and all of a sudden it would take that dip down or it would go outside. So I'm hoping that the Phillies have a little more patience at the plate tonight because you can't keep continuing to chase these balls on the outside. And more importantly, you cannot keep chasing and coming back two runs down, three runs down, five runs down. Well, and somebody made it a point to tell me the other day about, you know, why would you even pitch to, uh, to Harper? Um, why not just intentionally walk him? I mean, you can't really, I mean, Given certain situations in the game, yeah, you might want to just intentionally walk him, but I, I'm, I'm sort of miffed a little bit as, as as to how Houston's actually pitching him. I know if I were pitch, I mean, I pitched in high school, but you know, a hitter like Harper, you either want to pitch him inside to try and jam him the best you can, or you want to keep something to the outside of the plate so that he does sort of chase it. Um, but yeah, I mean, with the with the Phillies, you're right. You know, they, they they sort of need to be a little bit patient or a little bit more patient at the plate. Um, and I have I have a feeling McCullers is going to go after the Phillies tonight. You know, they want to they want to try and steal at least one in Philly. Um, you know, and the other things the Astros have going for them tonight is it's not going to be like you know really cold tonight. Um, right which is really unusual for this time of year, you know, November, November 1st in Pennsylvania, it'll usually dip down into the forties. So the Astros don't have to worry about that. So they can't use the cold weather as an excuse. So it's, it, there's going to be games within the game. If you watch tonight, we'll, we'll just see what happens. You know, we'll see what happens with the way the managers play it out. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of strategy both managers go into the game with the series tied one, one. Yeah, and and I speaking about crowds and strategy and everything else, and I know from Tampa Joe's they'll be showing obviously the game here on Thursday, won the Eagles game and the Phillies game. So Tampa Joe's down there at nine three sixteen Anderson Road. It's going to be absolutely electric as as well. So it listen this this week is going to be it's it's just Philly week. You got the Union who are just one game away from winning it all. I mean this is telling this got a lot of feels. I said to Fuji when I came back up there last year to do a live show that I was going to bring the championship back to Philly. And so far, maybe it seemed to work when I snagged it away from Tampa and brought it back home after bringing it with me when I moved down here in 2018. So, Kevin, you know, as far as we're talking about the electric, the crowd, you know, what we expect from, from the Stars tonight, who do you believe steps up the most this evening? Like I said, it's still going to come to that bottom of that lineup getting going. They right. need to just they need to figure it out. You can't rely on – on, on Harper and those guys, because eventually they're going to start to, to pitch around them, right? You, you you get beat. We're not going to get beat by your best player, right? You pitch. They'll pitch around them. They'll figure it out. But it's it's going to be those guys. It's going to be it's going to be Boom. It's going to be uh, who's playing. Who has, is Marsh playing center tonight? Uh, I don't even know who's been. So no, center field's going to have uh, which guy? You got real military. No, sorry, uh, center field. No, wait a minute, because I got to think. You got Harper, Schwarber out left. And you got Reese. You it's got either Beerling or Fours. No, it's either Beerling or uh, or Marsh. No, you got Bowman at third, Segura at second, Stott is at short, 
Center field. Oh, Marsh. Brandon Marsh. Marsh is in center field. Yeah. 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 So it's that's what it's going to come down to. I mean, it. You know, it. You know, they just. And if they get a chance tonight to bury the Astros, they've got to bury them. They can't let them hang around. Right, the Astros have been letting them, letting the Phillies hang around, even though the Phillies basically spotting them runs every time. But they, you know, it's not going to happen every game. So they've been just going to have to be ready, you know, to attack them. And and like I said, just hopefully Swiss can get them, you know, five, six good innings, and you know, and, and keep them off balance and keep guys off base. Right, and I don't mind the solo home runs. It's when you start putting, you know, when they start put string together five, six hits, you know. And you got to go to your bullpen again. So, you know, that's what you're you're expecting out of uh, Suarez tonight, you know, five or six good innings and then hope the lead and then you go from there. So, like I said, the, those first few innings are really going to dictate, and that's what's happened these first two games of the series. The Phillies jump, fall behind early, and then have to play catch-up. You don't want to be doing that a seven game in a short – in a series like this. So, No, I definitely agree. And I want to ask you too, Kevin, because, again, when you play with the Rangers, what – is it something – it, it seems kind of weird, but is it something mental when it happens? Like, you, you can be on fire during the regular season. Then the postseason comes around, and, and for some reason, you can just have a cold bat. It, is there that major transition that it is from just the regular season into the postseason? It's fo- it's a focus thing, right? I mean, during the regular season, guys, are, are you're not facing – a one and two on every night in you know regular season, right? You're facing a four and five, you know, some bullpen guys. Now they're throwing the best they have at you every night. So, you know, the focus, you know, their accurate, their precision with pitching is going to be better. So, right. And then, and then it, the mental side of it is, is all right, lock in for, for these short series. Sometimes, sometimes it's just not to think. Right. And I think sometimes these guys overthink it much. It seems like most of the, you know, the top of the lineup is not overthinking it. You know, they're going out and, and do what they need to do. You can tell by the bat they take, they're not, they don't look like they're lost. Some of the guys look lost. So it just, it comes down to just, you know, facing those top guys and, you know, the best. They're not going to throw harder out there just for the heck of it at this, in this series. You're going to get the best one, two, and, a, you know, some guys, some teams, threes could be a, a, two, a one or two on other teams. So, I mean, you, you know, you're, you're getting the best that they have. And, you know, for the next five games, uh, they're gonna have to figure. They're gonna have to focus and lock in. I mean, you've got they've got a week left in their season at most, so they've got to figure it out and lock it in. Kevin, do you think that both managers are gonna let their pitchers go after the lineup, or do you think that they're gonna try and play it safe? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know much about Suarez. I mean, I've. I mean, living out here, we hear about McCullers. You know, throughout the year that he's. You know, he doesn't throw very hard, but, you know, he, he gets guys out. He keeps people off balance. So, you know, it, I think it really just depends. You've got – if it was a 2-0 series lead for one or the other, it, it might be different. But, I mean, right now, is, tonight it sounds like it's could be a bullpen night for both if that's what it, if that's what it needs to be, depending on, you know, how they come out. If Suarez goes out and, you know, gives up three or four hits in six, seven innings, I mean, that's what that's what Thompson's looking for. So that's a perfect world, you know, with a Phillies lead. But, you know, you throw all that stuff out the window when it comes to postseason time. All right. Well, listen, gentlemen, I'd like to thank you for both coming on. As we do a little short segment here tonight for the Phillies pregame matchup, let's hope the Phillies can pull this one away. Again, Suarez in for the Phillies. McCullers in for the Astros. 
Uh, I'm pretty sure Fuji's getting lit up down there at Citizens Bank Park. We hope that everyone is safe. Have fun. Enjoy the game. We thank you, Kevin, for coming on, stopping by here, uh, coming, up, coming to us live from Texas. Ryan, thank you so much as well. And for my producer over on Studio B, everyone, enjoy the night, and let's go Phillies. Yes, sir.